0: Hi, I'm Cecilia, the president of Jacksonville Young Democrats.
1: And I'm Lynnae, the vice president
0: of Jack's Young Dems. Welcome to Keeping It Local, a series where we interview local candidates and elected officials about the issues that matter.
1: People familiar with JYD know that our goal is to create opportunities for voters in Jacksonville to hear from their elected officials and candidates seeking office.
0: Due to COVID-19, we, like many, have had to change the way in which we operate. Instead of hosting in-person forums featuring candidates and elected officials, we have created this series. We hope this helps inform and engage listeners about local politics.
1: Today's interview will be with City Councilman Garrett Dennis. He has been very supportive of JYD over the years, oftentimes attending meetings and addressing our members' questions about City Council. We are grateful that he was able to once again take the time to speak with us. This was a pre-recorded interview in which we covered topics including crime in Jacksonville, the investigation into the sale of JEA, and Councilman Dennis's COVID stimulus bill.
0: As mentioned before, this is part of a greater series. We would love to hear your feedback, so let us know what you think and who you would like us to interview. All thoughts can be sent to our email, jacksyoungdems at gmail.com. We hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for joining us today for our series, Keeping It Local. You're the city councilman for District 9. What do, where does your district lie and what's unique about it?
2: Uh, good morning and uh, thank you for having me. Uh, I, I do represent uh, City Council District 9. Uh, district 9, I feel is the most diverse district uh, in, the, in the city. Uh, the northern part of the district is Grand Park uh, and it goes uh, south-southwest, ending around the Argyle area. So I just want to name a few um, a few communities and neighborhoods that's in the district. Uh, you have Grand Park, you have Edwards College, you have College Gardens, uh, you have the Beaver Street, the Rail Yard District. Um, you have North Riverside, the Lackawanna area. Uh, you have a small portion of um, of, uh, of, of Murray Hill. Uh, like I said, you know, North Riverside, you have the Pinedale area. Uh, then it continues to go south, southwest, picking up uh, the old Eureka Gardens area, Cassett Avenue with a lot of the, the dealerships. Uh, then it picks up around San Juan, the Lane Avenue. A lot of people, uh, uh, they're familiar with the old London Town Apartments. It's, it's named something else. Uh, continues southwest, picking up the Sweetwater area, the Hyde Park, High Grove area. Um continues south-southwest down um, 295. Um, it picks up you know, the Morse Avenue, the Townsend, the Timuquana, um, it all of Blanding. I have all the dealerships on, on Blanding Boulevard and it ends right down at 295 and um, in Blanding Boulevard. So uh, the northern part of the district is heavily African-American, heavily Democratic. Uh, the center part of the district, around well, the, uh, the Lane Avenue hot part, it's, uh, it's more of a white Republican area. And then the southern part of the, uh, the district, uh, down the 295 uh, Blanding to Maquana kind of area, that's a mixed area, uh, Democrat-Republican um, area, uh, mixed as far as racial. Um, and, that's, and that's close to the, um, um, uh, to the base and things like that. Uh, again, it's, it's very diverse, uh, you know, socioeconomically, uh, as well as uh, 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 politically and, 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 uh, and racially.
1: Yeah, very diverse area. Really interesting. Um, So during the 2019 election cycle, voters heard many promises from candidates that they would work to reduce rates of violent crime here in Jacksonville. Now many of those candidates have been reelected, but Jacksonville is experiencing its deadliest year yet. This is even despite having been shut down due to COVID-19, when many other cities have experienced a reduction in violent crime rates, are there programs that you would like to see implemented to help reduce the crime rate?
2: You know, that's uh, that's a very good question and, and, and complex. Uh, but I think the bottom line is, uh, you know, this city is uh, is suffering from from hope. There's a lack of hope. Uh, one of the things that I've been advocating uh, since I've been on on council uh, uh, is for us to have more job programs, um, and I, and I remember growing up, um, we used to have a program called the Red Cap, um, and Red Cap was a program that put use to work. It went out and, and cleaned the neighborhoods, picked up trash, and everything like that, and so, l- let me kind of explain to you what that does, you know, um, and, and I just kind of remember my first job at, at Dixie Bag and Grocery. Um, yeah, it's, it's about the money, um, and I think that, uh, you know, that that definitely helps um, in a lot of different ways, but having a job teaches you a lot of life skills, such as uh, being accountable to somebody, um, uh, you know, coming to work at a certain time, getting off at a certain time, uh, taking orders, it, it builds character. And, and not only that, you know, after uh, someone puts in a, a good eight hours of work um, or nine hours of work, you're too tired uh, to go out and commit crime. so um, I, I think that's uh, you know something that we really need to look into um, you know having more uh, job programs, job training and putting people, uh, putting you know our citizens to work, um, because you know we have a um, we have a, a huge issue with 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 poverty and just the lack of hope.
0: A uh, topic that's been in the news frequently over the past couple of years is the investigation into the potential sale of our community-owned water, sewer, and utility company, JEA. Could you give us a full timeline of what transpired?
2: Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so it actually started back in 2015 uh, when uh, Lenny Curry came into office. Uh, one of the things that he did, he uh, he basically fired. Uh, everyone on the JEA board and, and put in a, a puppet board to uh, to start the process to sell our uh, locally owned utility. Uh, so it didn't happen in, in 2017 uh, when most people talk about the PFM report. Uh, it didn't happen again in, in 2019 when the second attempt to sell JEA it actually uh, started back. The plan was uh, actually hatched back in 2013. And uh, and I think as the investigation Um, you know comes out the federal investigation as well as the city investigation it will show that the scheme started way before 2015. Uh, um, Our current mayor was almost like a Manchurian candidate was put in place to sell the the utility um, to enrich a a very very small few.
1: Um, I read something about JEA keeping their records on whiteboards to avoid having information be publicly available. What are your thoughts?
2: Uh, that is, that is true. Um, they, uh, put a lot of their information on whiteboards. They erased, um, you know, some people uh, that were there, they were smart enough. They took pictures of it. And so, uh, I know the, um, the investigative, um, uh, entities They they have copies of, of some of those whiteboards, uh, all the, also they used uh, encrypted, um, messaging services. Uh, so, um, uh, so, so the information wouldn't get out in, in public, so it wouldn't be a public record. Um, l- let me be clear: um, the attempt to sell the utility um, was uh, again one of the, you know, one of the biggest frauds in our country's uh, history, um, and it was very sinister, and a lot of people were involved uh, to, to 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 sell our utility. And uh, and and I, I just hope and believe that those individuals will be brought to justice and punished uh, for uh, for this heinous act.
0: There's currently a special investigate, investigatory committee on city council focused on investigating JEA. It has been said that this committee is not investigating key figures due to ties to the committee chairman. What are your thoughts about that?
2: Um, you know, the committee chairman, he's, he's conflicted in a, in a lot of ways. Uh, you can even tell uh, by his votes. Uh, he does a lot of uh, grandstanding. Um, um, uh, you know, a lot of things that, that that he does isn't sincere for the people of Jacksonville, unfortunately. Uh, however, um, you know, there are um, there are two other people on the committee that's that's doing the work uh, of the citizens, and 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 that's a good thing that that it's not a committee of one. Um, you know, I, I do believe that, that the committee has done great work. Uh, we hired an outside law firm. Um, I introduced a bill, uh, appropriating, you know, $1.8 million to make sure that we can hire the right um, lawyer, the right consultants to really dig in. And they, they've been, they, they've been doing a great job and they put together a chronology of what happened, uh, who, who was a part of it. Um, and let me tell you, I had a, um, uh, a two-hour meeting just to kind of see some of the findings that we have. And let me tell you, when when the report comes out, you'll see a, there was a, a sinister attempt uh, to sell our utility and and enrich a a, a, a very fa- very small few. Um, it, it's bad. It's bad, and some bad people that were a part of it. Um, but but to answer your question, you know, unfortunately, you know, some people run for office to get elected uh, for their benefit and not the benefit of. Of, of their constituents, and that's unfortunate.
0: When is that report supposed to come out?
2: Um, I'm hearing the end of July, uh, maybe the first of August. Uh, they're still working on it. Um, uh, right now, they have like 190 documents. Uh, you know, um, um, you know, in a chronology of uh, again what happened um, last week. I, was, I had an opportunity to uh, to take a to see a snapshot of it. Uh, and again, uh, I'll be honest with you, I left there, my stomach was in knots of how bad and how corrupt um, the attempt was to sell our utility from the hardworking uh, rate of, of Jacksonville.
0: Is that anything you can share now or do we need to wait until the report comes out? Uh,
2: just a few things, uh, you know, I'll share with you. Um, uh, Ron Wanamaker, who's the, C- who was the CFO at the time. Uh when we brought it before the city council, we asked were there worksheets, uh, you know, uh, were there documents on um on the payout or the allocation of the pup? He said no. He did everything in his head. Uh he had no notes, he had no records, he had no files. Uh because of our uh you know, good work of the uh attorneys that we we hired, uh they were able to um, pull and um um, some of his files and he had worksheets. Um, he had spreadsheets of the, um, of, of the performance plan and how they were going to give you up uh, the money. And again, it's, 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 it's bad, you know? So that was one of the things that, that, that I, that I saw there. Uh, also um, one of the things that uh, they uncovered how, when Erin was made the CEO, um, it was, it was a, it was already a done deal uh from from previous notes and emails that they uncovered uh before the pretty much I'll say the sham meeting of the uh, of the board when they officially selected him over the other candidates, it was already a done deal. They had already cooked the books, uh they had already started making plans for him as a CEO and that's documented uh in the report. Um and so uh you know so there are testimonies from people that 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 were Uh, that were a part of the senior leadership team that basically said, yes, you know, and, and, and here's my evidence that, you know, there's a, there's a grand scheme. Um, But now, now let me say this, um, Aaron Zahn will probably take a fall, take a big fall, but that one, one man could not have done it by himself. And I think uh, when all the evidence comes out, it will lead uh, right to the fourth floor of city hall, uh, where, where the mayor, um, uh, uh, was very instrumental and played a role in, in trying to uh, sell our, uh, our utility.
1: So I think you kind of co- um, covered this towards the end, um, but our next question was going to be, are there going to be any repercussions for those involved who have broken the law? Uh,
2: so uh, interesting that you asked that question because that's, that was a question I asked our, uh, our attorney. Uh, and he said that uh, that the crime that they, that they're seeing is conspiracy, uh, be rigging, procurement fraud, uh, and all of these are federal federal crimes. Uh, so uh, so so yeah, it's just uh, how many people will, will will fall because there was a lot of players uh, that participated in this scheme, in this heist, uh, in this robbery, um, in this theft. Um, so, um, so, so to answer your question, a- absolutely. But, <laughs> but the million dollar question is how many, how, how many people? Will it be 10 people? Will it be 30 people? Um, will it be a hundred people? I, I just don't know. I can't, I can't tell you.
0: You're saying this goes all the way up to the mayor.
2: Absolutely. 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 Yeah. Uh, I mean, th- I mean, I mean, think about it. Think about it. I'm the mayor of the city. And if I see something that's not right. Um, in another entity under this consolidated government and I do nothing to say nothing or I come out what you did and say that he will uh, fight against any attempt to stop uh, the process. I mean, his words. Uh, so, you know, either he was, uh, you know, very naive or he was, uh, you know, very controlled, but, but, but again, you know, to answer your question, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Well, a a similar situation to JEA, but less talked about is the Kids Hope Alliance. Uh, Mayor Lenny Curry created the Kids Hope Alliance and selected its board. Uh, And the KHA board selected one of their own Joe Peppers over other more qualified candidates. In August of last year, you requested the Department of Justice begin an investigation into the mayor's influence on grant money dispersed by Kids Hope Alliance. Can you tell us
2: why you made that request? Yes, it's the same old old fraud and corruption of the mayor's office. Uh, I felt it was the most prudent thing to do, especially when, uh, when Mr. Peppers released uh, the internal memo of of being pressured uh, into steering grant money to certain organizations. Uh, again, the procurement fraud—something uh, that we've seen over and over and over from this administration—and and it's wrong. Um, uh, you know, also uh if you look at the time frame in which all of this happened this happened around the time of the election um and so uh i perceive that the mayor who's running for re-election was using uh the grant money uh over at the Kids Hope Alliance to silence um uh, uh the black churches various black leaders and organizations for not getting involved um in in the election um you know you, you can pretty much say it was voter suppression. And if you look back at the 2019 election, uh, we, we uh, did not have uh, the, you know, souls to the polls, the get out to vote um, efforts uh, like in the past. And so you have to look back why. And if you look at the players that received the, that grant money were some of the uh, activists um, that usually participated Uh, In the whole get out to vote souls to the polls, uh, the Democratic kind of push. And so they were paid off, in my opinion, uh, with these uh, grants from the Kids Hope Alliance for their silence and their uh, non-activity in the normal uh, political effort. Um, And so I felt that the Department of Justice uh, needed to look in, that it it rose to that occasion um, of procurement fraud.
1: Well, we're really grateful that you spoke out. Um, Peppers has resigned, and Mike Weinstein has just been voted by the board um, the new CEO. What do you hope for the future of the Kids Hope Alliance?
2: Uh, very, very good question. Um, uh, I had an opportunity to read uh, Joe Peppers' um, resignation letter, and at the end of his resignation letter, he said he hoped that the Kids Hope Alliance will truly be an independent agency and authority uh, uh, as it was set up to be. Um, And so moving forward, you know, I continue to hope that the Kids Hope Alliance uh, will be independent and away from the pressures um, and bullying and, um, you know, and misdeeds of, you know, of the mayor's office, uh, period. Um, And so having uh, Mr. Weinstein as the um, you know, as the, um, CEO, um, you know, for, I think, I think I read, like, for the next two years, uh, it's almost more of the same. Now, uh, Mr. Weinstein and I, we had a, uh, a talk, you know, right before he became, or right after he became the interim, and he said, listen, I'm not a part of that crew anymore. I'm not a part of that team anymore. They're mad at me, and, you know, and, and they didn't, they didn't want me as the interim. They said, you know, not no, but hell no, uh, you know, do not, you know, have him as the do not have him as the, uh, the interim. So, you know, I've, 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 I've heard all, sorry that a call was coming in. I- I've heard all that before. Um, you know, but I-, I think, you know, until, you know, we, 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 the mayor's office is cleaned up. Um, we're going to continue to have those tentacles reaching, uh, into these various agencies, uh, you know, where there's a large pot of money, um, and where, uh, there's a, um, uh, an opportunity for procurement fraud to steer dollars in contracts to, uh, their favorite
0: fee. Uh, so you introduced a new bill that passed on Tuesday to appropriate $5 million of CARES Act funds previously appropriated by a linear stimulus. Uh, tell us more about the bill and why you introduced the legislation. Y- yes. Yeah, so, uh,
2: so the administration, um, uh, uh, in the CARES Act bill, um, they had a moratorium on building permit fees and and um, uh, and developer fees and things like that. Um, and so they were using some of the CARES money uh, to pay for the moratorium. Now, uh, as a contractor uh, and, and in that line of work, uh, I knew that you know there was a, a fund that 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 has more money than. Um, than, than it's required by law to have and there. It has like almost $20 million. Um, and we've tapped this fund. Oh, well, let me say that the fund can only be used for enforcing the building code for that department. It can't be used for anything else. And so I felt that it was inappropriate uh, for us to give a moratorium from the CARES Act uh, and, and, and use that money for that moratorium instead of using the money out of this fund. Um, and so for the six months, it's like $10 million. So, um, so they were taking $5 million out of, out of the CARES Act for that. So, um, so I introduced the bill to, uh, to reallocate that $5 million and put it to the people that, that need the money, um, not developers, not contractors, uh, because developers and contractors, they haven't seen a the slowdown. They, they are essential workers. Um, and so, um, so the administration was totally against it because it was, it was you know, my bill. Um, I eventually garnered, um you know, 18 others, uh, you know, unanimous vote from the council to reappropriate, to put, you know, uh, an additional thousand dollars to additional 5,000 of our residents here in Duval County uh, because people are hurting and, and they, they, they need the money. Um, when, when, when the initial bill came out, um, I, I said that we should put more money, allocate more money to, uh, Sorry about that. We should allocate more money uh, to the residents of Duval County, um, and not uh, not put it to uh, to uses such as uh, 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 essential workers, where where we can essential uh, contracts and developers, where uh, where there are dollars already uh, we could use uh, for that.
0: And and it passed uh, unanimously. It,
2: it did. It did. It, it was some opposition at first. Uh, you know, by the usual suspects, uh, but then, uh, you know, they saw the overwhelming support um, uh, by 16 of my colleagues, because the first vote was 16 to 3. Uh, Aaron Bowman, that usually vote against the uh, Republican, um, uh, Councilman Aaron Bowman, that usually votes against the, um, the the needs of the people voted against it. Uh, Republican uh, Councilman Leanna Cumber, uh, that, that usually votes against the uh, the the needs uh, of the people. She voted against it. And Rory Diamond, a Republican uh, that usually votes against uh, the needs of the people. Those three people. Those three council members voted against it, um, which, like I said, they're the usual suspects. They normally vote against, uh, you know, the the needs of, of the working, um, you know, working average citizens of of, of of Jacksonville. And so the first vote was sixteen to three, uh, and then, uh, you know, they finally you know um uh saw the picture um and then the next three votes that we had it passed 19-0 and so i'm I'm grateful for that and at the end of the day uh the citizens of jacksonville they they won Um, you know they they won
1: yeah i know that citizens all over jacks not just in your district are really grateful um to have you on city council and, and for your persistence so thank you well thank you What advice would you give yourself if you could go back to before your first (laughs) term? Don't do it.
2: Really? Not to do it. Well, well, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely a different person today than I was in 2015. Um, In 2015, I thought that government can, uh, can, could really help and change people's lives, but Government can't do it by by itself. Uh, it, need, it needs community groups. Uh, it needs um, you know the the average citizen because the power isn't with the elected official. The power is actually with the people. Um, and as elected officials, if we remember that, and if we remember the reason why why you know why we are elected, um, you know some great things can happen. And I think um, a lot of times elected officials. Um, they, they lose sight of that. They lose sight of, you know, why, why, why they are there to serve. And I'll give you an example. As an elected official, everybody's always singing your praises, how great you're doing. And so you can, you, can, you know, if, if you're not rooting and grounded, you can uh, begin to believe the hype um, and, and think that, you know, you're entitled. Um, and I think, you know, a, a lot of times, a lot of, you know, elected officials and I have some that I serve with today, but they're entitled and, and they lose sight of, 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 you know, the real reason that they're, that they're there. And so you have the policies passed or bills passed that's, uh, that goes contrary to helping people. And so that, that's unfortunate. So, um, you know, so, so, so now, you know, five years in, um, I really know my purpose and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really, um, humbled and, and, uh, and, you know, and, and, glad for the opportunity to serve.
0: So why did you get involved with politics? Okay. Um,
2: you know, and, and not to be long winded, uh, my first touch of, uh, of the political process, I was about nine or 10, I was playing on my street and a guy pulled up and said, Hey, you want to make $5? five dollars, so you know what I did Make five dollars, and he said, "Hey, I need y'all to pass out some flyers." And so he put us all on the back of his truck. We pass out the flyers for five dollars, you know, for five dollars. And I thought, again, I thought that it was about the five dollars, but it wasn't. Uh, it was that you know uh, that divine appointment, that 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 chance encounter uh, that started you know my path on on you know the you know in politics, you know, and getting involved, and so. The guy that, that picked us up on the, on the street uh, that particular day was former Senator Tony Hill, and he was he wasn't a, he wasn't an elected official during that time. He was just uh you know he was just a, a union activist that lived about five houses down, um, and he was helping the campaign. And so we we laugh about it today, and uh, and I and I tell Senate, former Senator Hill that you know that you know that he played a part you know, uh, in, in what I'm doing today. He planted that seed. Now others came along, uh, you know, through the years and kind of, you know, watered that seed. And, and now you have, you know, the, you know, the tree that was planted, you know, back when I was 9 or 10. So that's, you know, that, that is what I contribute, uh, of my first start to, uh, to where I am today. Very cool.
1: Um, so what's next for you? Mayor's run, state legislator, um,
2: Congress all <laughs> oh, sounds good what, what do you think I should do um you know I'm I'm just and, and honestly I'm just trying to to finish up uh this uh you know this term I mean you think about all the things just this year that we've been hit with on council from the half cent sales tax to you know the JEA scandal now COVID now we're having uh you know the, the protests uh and and you know and and riots you know around the country, but, but, you know, right here in our city. And so, you know, this year has just been, you know, uh, a, a whirlwind, um, uh, year. And so, um, I, I really don't know, um, you know, you know, whatever, you know, you know, God has for me to do. Uh, I'll definitely do it because, uh, you know, I, I enjoy, uh, serving and, and doing, uh, the work, um, of the people.
0: So you'd like to hear from your constituents and have them tell you what you should,
2: Run for next? Uh, you know, it, it'll be nice to, to hear from from, from individuals and in, in their thoughts. Um, um, but but you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, th- there, there's a lot that goes into making a decision to run for anything. Whether you know, whether for soil and water, city council, school board, uh, you know, mayor, uh, you know, supervisor elections, um, you know, state house. I mean, there, there's a there's a lot that goes into it. You know and no one should take it lightly just to go down to the um, to the elections office and put their name there's a lot there's a lot that goes into a lot And you know you, you put your whole life on display um, you know w- when you do that and so you really have to be ready
0: yeah. all right well now it's time for a rapid-fire portion of the interview so we have 10 questions for you and you have 90 seconds to answer them all are you ready
2: Okay, I'll try to do it in a 90 seconds. Okay. <laughs> All
0: right, go for
1: it, Lene. Number one, who's your favorite music artist?
2: Ooh, uh, believe it or not, I've been li- listening to a lot of prints
1: lately. Good pick. Uh, number two, where do you get your news? Oh, CNN. Mm. Number three, are you a morning person or a night owl?
2: Morning person definitely.
1: Four, if you could have dinner with anyone dead or alive, who would it be?
2: Ooh, definitely former President Barack Obama.
1: Five, who is an elected official that you admire?
2: Ooh, Uh, you know, uh, ooh, I don't want to offend anybody here. Um, Ooh. (laughs) Ooh. Um, ooh. (laughs) currently i don't want to offend anybody i have quite i have quite a few um you know i like to tell people that that i I like to i like to tell people that i'm an ardu gibson
1: democrat (laughs) (laughs) six if you could be any animal what would it be and why
2: Uh, a honey badger uh they're not afraid of anything (laughs)
1: seven who would you who would play you in a movie of your life
2: who would play me in a movie of my life? Dude, that's a good one. Can I come back to that one? <laughs>
1: yeah we'll circle back. Um eight. What oh is Samuel
2: your... S- Samuel Jackson. Oh right. there we he's, go. Good
1: one. He's my favorite actor yeah. Uh okay so we're on eight. Who or what is your proudest accomplishment?
2: Um as an elected official?
1: Yes. Or uh,
2: as an elect official, um, man, you know, um, I guess when I, I chaired the finance committee, um, that was one of the, the proudest moments because I was able to, um, you know, to really, um, you know, zero in and, and find extra dollars to, you know, redeploy to, you know, um, to, to, our, to the citizens that, that, that really need it. And that was a proud moment.
1: That was a good moment nine when you were a kid what did you want to be when you grew up
2: a veterinarian mm, that's a
1: good one uh ten what is your favorite thing about jacksonville
2: Um, uh, uh, the climate the people the water i know those three things but you <laughs>
0: know, hard to choose sometimes <laughs> well thank you so much for speaking with us today uh, now that we have all this information, what can our listeners do and, uh, how can we get more involved in local politics?
2: Uh, you know, definitely, uh, you know, get involved, uh, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Uh, so I just, you know, want to encourage, you know, all of your listeners to, um, you know, to, you know, to write, to call, uh, your elected officials, you know, they work for you. You don't work for them. Um, also, you know, we need good people to step up to run for office. Um, and so if you have that, that burning desire, um, to run for office, I think you should do it. Um, I, I ran in 99, uh, uh, right out, right out of college and I lost, I thought it was the worst thing that happened. Um, but that experience and the people I met was invaluable and I think it's really has helped, uh, mold and, and, um, and, uh, and shape me today. So, um, so any of your listeners that, that are, that, that's watching um, you know, don't be afraid, uh, you know, take that step and, and, um, and run for office and get involved. Or should I say get involved and run for office. Great, Dennis. Thank
0: you so much. Well, thank you for having me.